Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 8th of April. I'm Tom Clayton. And I'm Christian Smith. President Putin's spokesperson admits significant losses as Ukraine calls for more weapons. The major battle is going to take place very soon in Donbass. And for that, we need, uh, just like our foreign minister said, three things, weapons, weapons and weapons. And after 233 years, a black woman is appointed to the US Supreme Court. The A's are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine, where in the first major concession since the conflict began, a spokesperson for Russian President Vladimir Putin has admitted that their forces have suffered significant losses and labelled the fighting a tragedy. The revelation came during an interview on British television with Dmitry Peskov, who also denied that the conflict had led to Russia's humiliation. The UK's Ministry of Defence now reports that all Russian forces have left the north of the country, but the Ukrainian government warns they could be preparing for a major attack on the east and south of Ukraine. MP Inna Sovson says they need more supports from Western countries. The major battle is going to take place very soon in Donbass, and for that we need, uh, just like our foreign minister said, three things, weapons, weapons and weapons. And those are very specific types of weapons that we need, namely the, uh, the the tanks and armored vehicles, anti-aircraft uh, uh, missiles, long-range missiles to destroy Russian artillery. Richard Shiref is the former Deputy Supreme Allied Commander of NATO in Europe. He's told Times Radio how the West should respond to the request for weapons, weapons, weapons. Quick, quick and quick is the answer. Um, so speed, very. we've got to ramp it up very, very quickly. Uh, there's a window of opportunity. The Ukrainians have inflicted a, a defeat on the Russians in the battle for Kiev, which is which is great for the Ukrainians. Although, as we've heard, as the the Russian tide goes out, the left, the, what, what's left behind is grim. It comes as NATO is being called upon to patrol the Black Sea by a British MP. Tobias Elwood, who chairs the UK's Defence Select Committee, says it would be a warning to Russia that the West is taking this seriously. Meanwhile, the Ukrainian president has warned that more atrocities are being committed across the country, following scenes of devastation in the town of Bucha. The work to clear the rubble in Borodyanka has begun. It's significantly more dreadful there. Even more victims from the Russian occupiers. And what will happen when the world learns the whole truth about what the Russian military did in Mariupol? There on almost every street, is what the world saw in Bucha and other towns in the Kyiv region after the withdrawal of Russian troops. The same cruelty, the same terrible crimes. An advisor to President Zelensky has admitted that the mood has changed among peace negotiators following those scenes in Bucha. 
Mikhailo Podoliak also says that Ukrainian forces are working on rescuing trapped civilians by sea from the besieged city of Mariupol. It's also feared that dozens have been killed in a rocket strike on a railway station in eastern Ukraine. It's believed Kramatorsk station is being used to help evacuate fleeing civilians, but staff claim it was the target of two Russian missile strikes. Meanwhile, in New York, following fresh sanctions imposed on Russia by European nations earlier this week, Russia's membership of the United Nations Human Rights Council has been suspended. Two-thirds of the UN General Assembly voted in favour, passing the threshold required to take action. Ukraine's Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba said that war criminals have no place in UN bodies aimed at protecting human rights. Ukraine's ambassador to the UN, Sergei Kislytsia, spoke ahead of the vote. We are in a unique situation now when on the territory of another sovereign state, a member of the Human Rights Council commits horrific human rights violations and abuses that could be equated to war crimes and crimes against humanity. Police scour the Israeli city of Tel Aviv after it was hit by another terrorist attack on Thursday night, the latest in a spate of violence which has killed 13 people. A Palestinian man opened fire at a bar on the city's popular Dizengoff Street, killing two and wounding 12. The gunman was tracked several hours later to Jaffa in the south of Tel Aviv, where he was killed after a shootout with security forces. 27-year-old Mark Malfiv was shot in the back during the attack. I was heading north, and as we were passing by a bar, shots started outside the bar. I saw the window shattering, and suddenly people started running, and I felt a back pain. I didn't know there was an injury. I was just walking, and then I felt a lot of blood. I saw blood. Then I turned right after a run, and a friend looked and saw there was a lot of blood. He laid me down, they called an ambulance, the neighbours helped me. They put me in the house, meanwhile holding my back to stop the blood. The shooting is believed to be the latest in a series of terrorist attacks in recent weeks. Jotam Confino is a reporter at Haaretz in Tel Aviv. He's told Times Radio about the previous attacks. Obviously, it is very worrying because it's the first, fourth attack in, in just over two weeks now. Uh, we know that the two first attacks that happened in Israel about two weeks ago were um, committed by ISIS affiliates. The third attack was committed by an Islamic jihad um, affiliate from the West Bank. The violence marks the deadliest period of attacks in Israel since 2006, with the festivals of Passover, Ramadan and Easter all coinciding next week. Fears are growing that more attacks may be planned. On the way, Pakistan's Prime Minister loses a court battle over a vote of no confidence, and Pink Floyd is back with a track for Ukraine. Times of London Daily World Briefing it may have taken 233 years, but the United States Supreme Court will now include a black woman on its bench, after the Senate voted to confirm the appointment of Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson. On this vote, the yeas are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. The vote was overseen by Vice President Kamala Harris, 
the first black woman to hold the vice presidency. Vice News' chief political correspondent Liz Landers told Times Radio that the lifetime appointment was a cause for celebrations among Democrats. Judging by my inbox from a lot of um, progressive groups and liberal groups in the U.S., that this is a really big moment, as you said, and, and a really big day, kind of recognizing black women in the United States. Pakistan's prime minister could now face removal from office as soon as this weekend, After his party initially took measures to block a vote of no confidence in Parliament, Pakistan's Supreme Court ruled the action was unconstitutional following an appeal from furious opposition party members. Parliament has been called to reconvene on Saturday to go ahead with the vote, which is expected to go against the Prime Minister. Mr Khan had called for a snap election, but it now appears unlikely that this will proceed. Should Mr Khan lose the vote, Parliament may install a new leader who will be in charge until an election can be scheduled, which will be August 2023 at the earliest. In response to the ruling, Mr Khan tweeted, I have always fought for Pakistan and will continue to fight till the last ball. Times of London Daily World Briefing Sport With Tiger Woods making his return to the Masters, there's only one sports story in town. Here's John Jackson with the latest. Painful and positive. That's how Tiger Woods summed up his first round of competitive golf in 14 months at the Masters. The five-time Masters champion shot a 71 in his first round at Augusta putting him in the top 10 heading into today's second round. Injuries have plagued the career of the American, but this is without doubt his most impressive comeback when you consider doctors were considering amputating his leg completely following a car accident in February 2021. The usually modest Woods thanked his team and admitted he was proud of himself ahead of an evening of ice baths and treatment in order to get him in shape for the next 18 holes. Korean Sunjai Im ended the first round with a one-shot lead over Australian Cameron Smith on 5-under, while former Masters champions Danny Willett and Dustin Johnson are part of a five-man group, two shots off the lead on 3-under par. Times of London Daily World Briefing Entertainment Iconic British rock band Pink Floyd have reunited to release their first new music in nearly three decades. Two of the band's mainstays, David Gilmour and Nick Mason, have teamed up with Nitin Sawney and Guy Pratt to record Hey Hey, Rise Up in support of the people of Ukraine. It features vocals from Andrei Klivnyuk, singer of the Ukrainian band Boombox, who had left his band's American tour to join Ukraine's territorial defence and was recently wounded in a mortar attack. Gilmore, who has Ukrainian grandchildren, said he was inspired to write the music after seeing Klivnyuk in a recent video singing a protest song in Kyiv's Sofiskaya Square. All proceeds from the song will go to Ukraine humanitarian relief. And finally, after years of resisting pumpkin-spiced lattes and mocha frappuccinos, Rome has finally succumbed to Starbucks. 
On Tuesday, the Eternal City saw the major US chain open its doors for the first time, with a branch opening out in Castel Romano on the edge of the city. The habitual consumption of the one euro espresso may have to be put to one side as Rome begrudgingly welcomes the world of teenagers, free Wi-Fi and oversized chairs. You can hear the faint sound of commuters and screenplay writers chanting in the distance, Viva la Revoluzione del Café. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 8th of April. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.